Blog Talk Radio. Hear yourself on the radio or get your 15 seconds of fame, 
you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on till 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back to the John Pine, one of those Papaditi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir. And sitting in for kettle tonight, we have uh, Mr. Lowe. Serious, Mr. Lowe. I ain't going to come to you too much, but we're just going to say what you need, not what you want. Well, all righty then. All right, let's get into the hot topics. Um, Papaditi, what you got for us? Oh, I'm first? Yes, you are. How'd that happen? Sometimes, you know, <clears throat> games mm-hmm. go. <laughs> Look at that. You got the green light. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Conway, Conway, South Carolina. Why does that sound familiar? Mm-mm-mm. It's amazing how stuff just repeats itself. Conway, South Carolina. I used to hang in that little town back in the day when it was uh, just a little small black town near Myrtle Beach. Now it's elaborate and what have you. Anyway, Conway, South Carolina, two... Uh, People being transported. As I thought. The people being transported in a sheriff's in a sheriff's office van in South Carolina died Tuesday when a vehicle was overcome by uh, floodwaters. Mm. A Horry County Sheriff officer uh, confirmed this happened. Uh, the vehicle was staffed by uh, two Horry County deputies. Who was transporting two two uh, detainees from Conway to Darrington? It was traveling west on Highway 76, around a half a mile from the uh, Little P Little PD River, when the vehicle was overtaken by flooding from Hurricane Florence. Mm. According to an email statement uh, from the sheriff's office, it's ironic that the hurricane's name was Florence. And this all happened in the Florence area, Conway, Myrtle Beach, Florence, all that's kind of connected to one another, Florence, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. All right, the two deputies attempted to uh, to get the people out of the out of vehicle uh, to no avail, the agency said in the statement. The Associated Press reported the detainees were two women. Their names were, have not been released. Uh, des- desperate and persistent ongoing efforts uh when the floods rose rapidly and the deputies were unable to open the doors to each of the individuals, to each of the individuals inside the van. Uh, this is what the sheriff's office reported. Oh, High nice. war rescue teams arrived and they were they were able to rescue the two deputies from the van oh, really? on the top, according to a statement. Now, this, this is so strange. We're going to definitely elaborate on this jazz. At this time, the recovery efforts is ongoing and the transportation vehicle cannot be removed due to the rise in water and dangerous conditions, the sheriff's officer said. The two individuals being transferred were uh, confirmed dead by the Marlin County coroners. Um, Tom Berry, a spokesman for the state law enforcement division, said uh, the uh, slide agencies have been sent 
to the scene for investigation. Tonight's incident is a tragedy, said the uh, Horry County Sheriff, Phil Thompson. Just like you, we have questions we want answered. We are fully cooperating with the State Law Enforcement Division to support these investigations and this event. And they go on by saying that the death toll from Florence reached at least 37 in three states, Tuesday, and Florence went to uh, went in two directions. Water flowed downstream toward the uh, Carolina coast, and storms hit the northeast with flash floods in the New Hampshire area, all through New York State, and everywhere. But just just to elaborate on this story here, I, I think it's a bunch of crap, in my opinion. You know, how are how are two detainees uh, dead in the truck and the, and the officers on top of the truck trying to get out? Apparently, they were afraid to release the uh, officer, the detainees being the fact, I guess they were prisoners or what have you. So they, they instead of them caring about their life, they, they uh, held up the letter of law by keeping them. Nobody mentioned the fact they probably still had on handcuffs and things like that, too. So it's obvious the fact that, you know, they all were in one van, okay? So when the rescue people come, why are the two deputies on top of the van and the two detainees is inside the van dead? What, what, what is that about? See, what's so crazy about this story is that, come to find out, these two women were not prisoners. They were on their way to be, they were involuntarily, what you, yeah, involuntarily being committed. So they had some mental health situations going on, and they were being put into a mental health situation, institution or whatever, hospital. Now, I don't know if they were handcuffed or not, but I agree with you. It seems awfully suspicious, and their families are raising a stink and probably going to sue, because how did the deputies manage to get out and get on top of the van, yelling and waving for help? And according to the report, there was a barrier because you know how, like, streets that are known to flood or have lower yeah. levels or whatever, they had barriers up. The deputy who was driving went around the barrier and ended up in an area where the water was too deep to drive through. So that was mistake number one. The barrier is there for a reason. When you see that barrier thing up that's letting you know, don't go into this area, they went around the barrier and tried to go that way anyway, and when the thing, the vehicle started going down in the water where they couldn't drive through it, instead of them trying to get these women out, they it sounds to me like they went for save yourself. Uh, we're going to save each other. they crazy anyway, so we're not going to worry about them. And these were, from what I saw, I did see a picture of them uh, just yesterday. I believe these were two white women. So we can't even say it was a racial thing. It was just two white women no, it was, that I, had a mental health problem. Yeah, I wasn't. No, I'm just saying a lot of times these things tend to be racially motivated on yeah, the back that's end. True. But I think this time it wasn't even about that. Yeah, but this was a class thing. It, exactly. I think they probably, thing. you know. They treated them like prisoners. They treated them like second-class people. Second-class people, which they usually do if you're on probation or parole. Your parole officer would treat you like crap, and you may be living better than he, he or she is, but being the fact that you're a parole officer, they're going to treat you like crap. Yeah. That's just what they do, and they don't realize that you could be 
married or whatever your situation I is. As long as they know you're on pro. They don't care. They just they roll like that. They don't, you know. It's just a that's just a thing with law yeah. enforcement. They're always suspicious, always accusing people, always think that you know somebody's got a guilty complex or somebody. Till they you know, told they thing. always they always till they told us thing, and then and then and then you act like ain't nobody pooped in there. Yeah. You told us thing, and you act like who pooped in it? You pooped in it. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what you did. So yeah, I you think know exactly they, what you did. You pooped in it. They treat them like you know, and also you know who's who's saying how big the van was, as far as room on top. You know, they wanted to make sure that when they got on top of the van that they had room to stretch out, room to be free, room to grab on a handle you know what I mean? and grab. And four people probably just couldn't make it up on their roof. Maybe not. I mean, if they were if they were connected or if they were friends or family or whatever, they would have made room for four. But being there two criminals, they only made room for two. They're still, they're still asking. They're still to this day is asking why uh, uh, Rose couldn't um, get on that door. Mm-hmm. Rose. Titanic. Oh my goodness. They still asking why Rose couldn't get on that door. It was enough of, I mean not Rose but uh, uh Oh, DiCaprio. Yeah. It was enough room on that it was enough room on there for him. Yeah. It was enough room. So, you know. But things are, but she was from a rich family. He was from a poor family. And he, he, he was classism. He sacrificed his life. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was classism. Maybe. Maybe maybe he but, felt But they were diverting our attention on the love story aspect. And we didn't see the classism in it. Uh, Hidden classism. Yeah. I don't know. Cause they broke it, but then he, I guess he, you know, yeah. But see, with the deputies, I wonder what, how, how would it, how would this have gone down if there had been two deputies, like trainees or something, in the back of that van? They go into deep water. Now they jump out when they see the van is starting to fill up with water. Yeah. Would they have really put forth the effort? They claim they tried. They claim they tried, but because there's no video, nobody really knows what happened. And a dead woman can't talk. Ah. So. That's when you get to it. That's yeah, that was, that was sad. They, uh, you know, I, I I feel bad for those two women's families. You know, those two women didn't deserve that. Wow. They were trying to go get their head straightened out with whatever mental illness that they were dealing with. They yeah. didn't deserve to drown like that. That's got to be a horrible well, way to go. This is in the sheriff's van, though, right? Well, yeah. it's not even a horrible way to go, but... But don't sheriff's van, don't, they don't got no type of... It got to be some type of mechanisms or, you know, something to... You would think. Emergency or, you know, in the water, whatever the case may be. I mean, come on. I mean, the, whoever was driving took it upon themselves to go around the barrier. Mm. So if you didn't think that this vehicle could make it when you see standing water... Clearly, there was standing water for them I to have think, drowned. I think personally that when you know, when that when that water starts filling up in there, the first thing you do, water, water has a tendency to bring your excitement level up real quick. Too, right? They might have been. Well, that could have been the case, but they mm-hmm. could have been seated four or five seats back yeah. in the van, and it, they would have, the police would have had to do some heroic shit, uh, which which could have been possible. But that's what they're trying to do. But I think that when that thing went in the water. And all of a sudden, that water started filling up. The yeah. police said, "Look, we got to get out of here." So, so they were and only they two that died. Out. The police ain't died. No, no. police ain't died. So it was just the two guys, or the yeah. two detainees, the two, the two, two women, she, the two deputies. They were up on top of the van, waving and calling for help. Wow! And so they got the two rescued. women that died. Wow! The two women because they were probably sitting Brown in the passenger seat in the driver's seat, and when the water started rising, they 
roll and once you roll down the window real quick, you know the water yeah, coming what a, in. Yeah. But they didn't. That. They didn't. You know, like I said, they they had no plan for the other two people. Wow. They had no plan, and by the time that water came in there, they were saving themselves. Of course. That's just say they, they but you know what though? They, that's crazy. But that's gonna haunt them because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the horrendous screams coming from them two ladies were probably See, unbelievable. When you about gone. to die, yeah. yes, them two I ladies were probably they were probably help. clean they were probably crying out for dear life. And See, that's gonna be in those deputies' ears. But you gotta watch those guys yeah, because yeah. the thing is though, they start you, you start you start making that a normality. You know what I'm saying? Like uh when you when you start having situations and everything like that it becomes a normality where it's like, okay, this now becomes normal to our job. This is part of the job. This is yeah, part of the job. Yeah, sacrifice the pawn. Sacrifice the pawn. Yeah, but you know, you, the got, win the you got a conscience, though, depending yeah. on how you was raised. Oh, it, it, might, it, it still yeah. must have yeah. See, but then all that does now open the door for them to do other things. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, we don't want to dig too deep into it, but it opens the door, though. It opens yeah, the door. Well, but you, you, you know, come on. Well, my sympathies go to the families of those two women. Absolutely. And all I know is I don't know how those two deputies can sleep at night. It's the fact that they really didn't try. That's great, yeah. One thing, if they say, look, I dived in there and I held my breath long enough to get them out of there, you know. Yeah, they didn't mention nothing. Or something like, oh, they got, you know, there was no no heroic story. Yeah, there was nothing. Yeah, we could have, look, I tried to unhook them. And uh, we got caught, and I tried to go back to get some air, and when I came back, we drug her out, we put CPR on her. Y'all just left, y'all just left them to ride. I they haven't heard I love them to Like you ride. say, Papa Didi, I didn't hear the heroics of ride. how we tried to save them. Everybody can't you be. You know, we hero. took turns going back we and under to try to see if mm-hmm. we could at least get one of them out if we couldn't get both. But both of them didn't make it? No, Two zeros don't make a hero. They were, no. they were detainees. They treat them like... Like criminals, and when that water rose, those those cops, every man those for cops himself. got out of van, got on the roof, and it was. But it was every, but that's the thing about it. It was every man for itself without the same uh, benefits. You know, like right. they they might have been in handcuffs, they might have been chained, yeah, they, they might have been, been they might have been they they don't have the same opportunities that they had to get out of there. All they had to do was just open the door or roll down the window, right. whether it was automatic right. or whatever. And with them being excited open. about water getting in the van, they yeah. wasn't even thinking about it. They don't care about who's back and there. And these were two women that were on their way to be committed because of a mental situation. Wow. So you know that something like this, I'd be freaking out yeah. if I don't have a mental situation. Yeah. So now water's filling up, and I'm hollering like, somebody help me, get me out of here. They, and they're feeling, like, they're feeling like, look, this ain't my mother, this ain't my sister, this ain't my daughter. Exactly. This ain't my family. They so, probably were feeling know, like, look, this is Let me, me at least, let me, let me get straight, and then we'll think about what needs to happen later. And if they, it look, like, what 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 they say on Rocky for? If, if he dies, he dies. Mm. If he dies, it's rough. he dies. That's rough. That's what they said. Yeah. Well... Speaking of rough, I'm going to move on and talk about it's been one year now since Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. Can you believe it's been a year already? Yeah, they call it HM, and that ain't, that ain't, um... No, not the store, HM, yeah, it's, it's HM. Hurricane it's a big HM. Maria, yeah. yes. HM. And Puerto Rico is still not back, at least in the situation that they were in before the hurricane hit. So a year ago, Hurricane Maria slammed into Puerto Rico and sustained winds of 155 miles an hour. Uh, George Washington University recently released a study 
saying that there were nearly 3,000 deaths linked to Hurricane Maria. Now, as we all know, we talked about it last week, 45 kept saying he doesn't believe that that number is accurate. It wasn't that many people that died, that this is all a ploy from the Democrats to make him look bad. And he made all this be about him. He said everything, it was a success. Yeah, he said it was a success, that the government did a great job, give us an A+. And this is all the Democrats trying to make him look bad. So, once again, Mr. Narcissist, this is not about you. Over 3,000 people died. At one point he said, well, even people who might have died from natural causes, they just added that to the list to add to the numbers. I'm like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. stop talking, yeah, stop bad. tweeting, because you're making it worse. Yeah. So anyway, what's been happening, though, is that, as you know, Puerto Rico is considered a commonwealth. There's like four other commonwealths. I don't remember what all of them are in the United States. I know Massachusetts and Virginia are commonwealths, which is different from a state. They have some different regulations, rules, laws, whatever, and there's two other commonwealths. If somebody knows, give us a call, 914-803-4306, and press 1. But anyway, Puerto Rico is a commonwealth, but the people are there saying that they feel more like they're a colony of the United States. They're saying they were colonized. And I was like, whoa, that's how they're feeling, though. They're saying that based on the way that the United States responded, to Hurricane Maria, that they just feel like a colony, you know. And when you think about slavery and colonizing and how all of that went down, that's not a good reference. So uh, they went on to say that Puerto Rico is a colony of the United States, and you can't separate that. It's a part of it. You're born in a colonized country. And in the context of Maria, it's about realizing that you're on your own. Your government won't do the work and the country has colonized your country, and they're not going to do the work. So you're on your own. And that's how a lot of the residents of Puerto Rico are feeling. There are still people who don't have any electricity. Water Water is still a challenge, clean water, that is. There are still people who are having challenges getting medical assistance and all. It, It is insane. But then when the current hurricanes, like Irene, was it Irene that hit uh, Conway in South Carolina? I think, so. I think it was called Irene. I can't keep up with all these hurricanes. But when well, that... Either way, it was a hurricane. Yeah, when that happened, it, 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 of course, you know, the White House and all was saying, we're going to do everything we can to get this all situated and give them the help that they need. We'll see. Which one? You mean the recent one? Yeah, the one that's happening right now. Florence? Oh, Florence. Oh. I said Irene. Yeah, I mean Florence. Florence, yeah. That's what it was, yeah. I'm naming them myself, but yeah, Florence. Uh, But with those kind of things, you know, you hear the White House saying, oh, we're going to put everything at our disposal there to get everybody back on their feet. But there is so much foolishness going on between North Carolina, South Carolina, and any other states that were affected by Hurricane Florence. Right now, identity theft is a big thing. Scammers is a big thing. You got scammers going down into those areas saying, oh, yeah, I can help rebuild your house. I can do water removal and mold remediation and all this stuff, and they're taking cold-blooded advantage of people. 
they're overcharging them or they're getting like a deposit telling you, oh, yeah, I can do the work, I'll give you a good break, you know, I need 25% down, and folk are desperate to get their house straight, so they get the people the money and they disappear. You never see these people again. And it turns out that it's a small percentage of people even have insurance to cover this kind of water damage. So it's no way FEMA is going to be able to rectify all of this. I don't know what this administration thinks they're going to do to fix this. I, I really don't. But, you know, it remains to be seen. But, you know, this, the, the crux of the story is that the people of Puerto Rico are feeling like they're just a colonized country and that the United States in the mainland is really not doing all that they say that they're trying to do. So I guess we'll just keep an eye on it, you know, because right now the focus is on Florence, and a lot of people have really forgotten about Puerto Rico. You know, you don't see a lot of people raising money for Puerto Rico, sending supplies. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't see a lot of that because right now Florence is the hot topic. So yeah, it's crazy, you know. Not that we try to we try to stay out of like racial things, but it's like you know you can't you can't you know this is what America was built on. It was built on racial tensions and uh, and colonization. And yeah, you know I people mean, came here from where from England, from France, from Italy wherever they came from in Europe, European countries, right. and colonized this land that right. is now called the United States. And, and then, you know, then they want to make the rules for people that already been where they've been, where, where, they, where, they, where, they, where they arrived. Exactly. You how do, make how do you discover a land you, you, where everything already existed? Yeah, well, that, that's, that's, that's like uh, when, uh, uh, shout out to one of the greatest comedians, when Cat Williams said, how it, or I don't know if that was Cat Williams. I think it was Cat Williams. But he said, you know, you can't discover. You know, you discover something. That's like, okay, if I, or it was, it was either Cat Williams or Kevin Hart. But he said somewhere basically like, you know, I can't just discover anything. That's like you're saying, okay, okay, you say you discovered it. You know, uh, well, look, I can, I'm going to go outside right now, and I'm going to discover somebody's Mercedes Benz. And, and uh, uh, I just, then when, when I when I when I take the car and they say and the cops pull me over they say what happened he said I discovered it exactly I it was discovered nobody it. in it no it was nobody in it but no, you know I they, discovered they, it and took they it. say you you ain't you ain't you I didn't steal this car I colonized he said he said I didn't I didn't steal <laughs> are you he said are you that's disrespectful I didn't steal this car I discovered it exactly I discovered it nobody else was in there. I didn't see anybody there. It might have been somebody's property, but, 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 uh, I found it. I discovered it. Yeah, that's how it's mine it goes. now. Well, you yeah, know, that's a good point. How the game go? You know, sometimes. Well, I'm gonna just say shout out to the island of Puerto Rico. Hey. Yeah, Puerto Rico. Y'all stay definitely. strong. Hopefully, it's gonna get better sooner than later. I like it's a lot going on though. So, but yeah, it's just it's unbelievable the way Trump is. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we're 45, yeah, let's keep it at that. Yeah, I'm it's trying not to say. Yeah, I know. I, don't, I, I slipped up. I slipped up. You know, even Michael Jordan missed free throws. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, but I just wanted to, uh, yeah, I mean, come on. You know, there's it, a lot going on with that. I, I still remember the day when he was, 
throwing paper towels at the. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was crazy. That was so appalling. That was crazy, but. Uh, I wish those people had thrown them right back at them. Yeah, see, at the time, you know, you you know, you live in the moment, and it's hard to. It's hard to, you know, it's yeah. hard to get through that. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Puerto Rico, but uh, definitely, uh, man, they got so many people that's, that need help. It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of folks need crazy, help. You know? I mean, heck, I need help. Yeah, everybody need help. You know, man. shoot, everybody need help. But anyway, all right, let's see. What else we got on the docket? Right, well, we, uh, we got uh, Australia. Let's go to Australia, like, you know. Down under? Ah. All right, go down under. Right, yeah, something slight, something slight, like a Newport light, like a lime and a Sprite, you know. But uh, <laughs> Okay, Mr. Poet, and you know it. Yeah, I mean, we're just doing a little something, doing what we can do. But I just want to talk about, I mean, Australia. I mean, what's up? Shout out, Australia. What's going on? <laughs> they tripping. I mean, you know, we got uh, some, some incidents over there, like racist incidents and everything like that. But there was one thing that kind of... Uh, I guess what they say, uh, this is one of the ones that buttoned the blouse a little bit, you know, one that tied the shoes, one that, uh, I'll give you some more analysis later, but just to get you started, yeah, uh, it was an incident making headlines. Uh, Australia, there was three football players, they was dressed in the blackface. Mm-mm, guys. Really? In 2018? Oh, guys, you know better than that. They was dressed in the blackface for the end of the season celebrations. Uh, what they call it, it's commonly referred to as Mad Monday. Now, if y'all know about blackface, you know, blackface was, uh, it was, and it's a form of theatrical makeup used, uh, predominantly by, back in the day, non-black people that basically, uh, to represent a character of a black person, you know, and, um, it gained popularity back in the, uh, back in the 19th century, so back in the 1800s and all that kind of good stuff. Back old racism days and everything like that, and um, it spread racial stereotypes and like the happy-go-lucky darky on the plantation or the or the the, the daddy coon or whatever case you know whatever you want to say and everything like that and um, you know uh, once the civil rights happened and everything like that a lot of that stuff kind of you know started with away after a while but yeah I mean they bringing it back I mean there was a trio where basically they played for the uh, the AFL. The AFL is the uh, Australian Rules Football League, um, and basically, you know, it was you know a club in the state of Tasmania. And um, but what they did though, they dressed as tennis champions, uh, Serena and Venus Williams, and a Kenyan-born AFL player. Uh, his name was Alir Alir, and there was photographs of the costumes. It was on Facebook, you know, uh, happened on Thursday. I don't know if we got all the dates right, but. As far as uh, the day that you have that you're listening to, but it was on a Thursday, and I mean drawing out immediate outrage, it, it drew immediate rallies from social social media. The stunt it came just days after the uh, newspaper, the Australian newspaper, published a racist and sexist character of Serena Williams after the tennis legend's loss to Naomi Osaka, oh Osaka, and yeah, I and saw it, that man. Yeah, that was that was that was it was big rough. Time. That was big time, you know, and uh, we we saw everything that went down. But um, but the newspapers even doubled down on, on the support from the the cartoonists. Like they they had uh, they had Serena Williams looking crazy. I mean, wide out, you know, fat and you know, it's looking loose and loose and uh, 
reckless. Mm. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a good thing. They had no not flattering fun. at all. Not at all. Not at all. And it wasn't her. It wasn't her. It wasn't her correct character. But they uh, they reprinted the picture and they put it on the front page the following day. Um, the latest racist incident they involved players from the Penguin Football Club, and it's left many Australian uh, Australians. Settling, uh, setting their days without blackface incident in Australia, boys back to zero again. So they kind of begged back and took back on some of these things that they were done and everything like that. But in one of the statements of the HuffPost, the Penguin Football Club, the one that I was talking about, mm-hmm. uh, they said they weren't aware of the players and uh, they intended to dress in this manner. And they said that behavior was unacceptable, unacceptable. in this day and age. I mean, but, you know... A lot of times when you're being political, you just got to say what you got to say. You're going to... When it comes to political, you can't say what's true. You have to say what's accepted. You know, so... I mean, it's one thing to be politically correct, and it's a whole other thing to be freedom of the press and freedom of speech. But that that blackface stuff is too much. I mean, come on. I mean, is anybody that really does some history on the blackface and everything like that? I mean, these were, you know, that was people who were put on the blackface and be the happy go lucky, the the uh Uncle Toms and the uh all these other all this other kind of stuff. You got to understand, you know, it, it that stuff's not cool. It's not, you know, and you know, either either when you're referring to history and everything like that, be factual and be honest, or you know, it, there's no there's no reason to smear it or try to make it something else. But at the end of the day, uh, the trio uh, the trio that did that blackface stuff, they've been reprimanded. Um, hmm. You know, the club insisted yeah, that you know the actions was never intended to be racist in no, any way. Of course, I mean, it wasn't. I don't even I'm gotta, so tired of empty apologies. Yeah, I mean, it's not even a, that's not an apology. That's not a, no. all they meant to do was 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 dressing dress as one of their sporting idols. I mean, come on. Really? And they think that that's was all you wanted to do? To your idols? That's paying. I mean, come on, man. Like we gotta we gotta be honest now, guys. We gotta be honest, and it's getting ridiculous. You know, the the players did apologize. And the league said uh, it has put in place strategies to ensure that this uh, completely unacceptable behavior it never happens again. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, like, at the end of the day, time. I mean, you know. Well, I'm putting them on the kiss it list. The newspaper in Australia and those players. You know, that, you know, that, that's like that's like that's like water apologizing that it wasn't wet. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. You're going to be what you are. You're going to be what you are. If you're a racist to the core, then racist stuff's going to come that, out. That's like saying, that's like saying uh, a pig telling you, I'm sorry that I served you poor. Yeah. Come on, guys. Wake up. Come on, man. Wake up. That's an NFL show, isn't it? You know, so. Come on, man. Yeah, so the, uh, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, that's what's going on. And then, um, what's this here? Oh, hold up. Tasmania. What is this here? The state, that's the state-recognized AFL organization. They told the HuffPost that it's disapproved. Of, they, they, okay, okay, so they trying to also beg back on it. They said they disapproved the behavior. 
But also they said, okay, we'll be working with the league and the club to get more information and to see how we can assist in providing education for the players. Oh, please. The CEO, the CEO, Trisha, that's what that's what she said. They don't need education. Hey. They knew exactly what they would. You know what? They said that she was speaking to the Australian oh, Broadcasting yeah. Corporation, the activist. Michael Mansell said the football club had to take responsibility for any racist, sexist. Let's see, like, I want to continue some of this stuff, but it's like, it's just all the same stuff. Responsibility for any racist, sexist, or... Yeah, blah, behavior. blah, blah, blah. That's how it starts, right? They talking in circles. People enjoy playing their sports, but they are entertaining in front of the public. And therefore, they need to acknowledge the values that public expects them to adhere to, he said. Like I said, you are who you are. If you're a racist, racist behavior is going to come to the surface. And they say, I mean, this sort of behavior, this sort of racist behavior is a, this is offensive to most reasonable people. This is, this isn't like. Exactly. Who are you entertaining with that? That's not cute. It's not funny. But you know what? Um. They're waving me at the booth. We got to take a break. All right. So we're going to take a break, and we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It. Uh, hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party Show, 914-803-4306. We'll be right back. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com. Click the banner and you can join us online or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the Pajama Party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the Pajama Party. That better not be my robe. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm Windows Papa Didi. I'm here with, uh, what's your name? Red Wine. Bonsoir, Papa Didi. Sitting for kettle tonight, we have, uh, Mr. Lowe. Yeah, Mr. Lowe been making the drinks tonight, so a lot of these uh, information and uh, mm-hmm. things like that, it's... Uh, Thank you, you for know, we, we've had some fun. on the break. We've had some fun. Sometimes uh, names can be forgot. That's okay. Well, it's time for the hit it and quit it headlines. So I'm going to hit this and quit it. We got Coke, the Coca-Cola company. They're talking about getting into the cannabis-infused drink market. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm just saying, I didn't know it was a thing. Coke said on uh, earlier this week that they are closely watching the growth of the CBD, which is a non-psychoactive component in marijuana, as an ingredient in what is called functional wellness beverages. What? Mm -hmm. They call these functional wellness beverages? CBD does not produce a high for the user, but it's been used for medical purposes, including easing inflammation, pain, and nausea. Coke's interest was reported by Bloomberg, who said that they are in talks with Aurora Cannabis, 
which is a Canadian cannabis company, and Aurora has expressed an interest in cannabis drinks. So even if they put the cannabis in the drinks, you're not going to get high, you don't get a buzz, but you could possibly reap the medicinal benefits of the marijuana plant. So that's it in a nutshell. They haven't made a decision, but they're looking at it, they're talking about it. Uh, Constellation Brands, who makes Corona Beer and Svetka Vodka, and uh, Casa Nobel Tequila announced last month that they're investing $4 billion in the Canadian cannabis company called Canopy Growth. So there's a lot of movement going on with this whole cannabis beverage, infused beverage thing. So that, I guess pretty soon, that could be a thing. You know, you might be able to get it here in the States. Uh. Estimates are that cannabis-infused drinks could become a $50 billion, with a B, $50 billion annual market in the United States. And that's nearly half the size of the $117 billion beer market in the United States. That's major. That's super major. I'm wondering, like, is there, I mean, are people really saying, I want cannabis-infused drinks? I mean, you know, you gotta understand. It's getting to that point now where, you know, people are understanding that the cannabis and everything like that, this is not, you know, this isn't one of those things where it's like, oh, God, oh, this, this, this isn't this isn't coca mess or anything like that. Mm-hmm. This is something that is, you know, advantageous to your lifestyle, so to speak. Okay. You know, this is beneficial. Whatever you say. It's beneficial. I'm off of it. Uh, but if they co- but they put some on the market, I might be tempted to try it just to see what it tastes like. I mean, you know, it's beneficial. You know, just for research purposes. And it's instrumental. Right. Research, that's all I'm saying. I don't want to say too much. All right, moving on. All right, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me straight. Uh, so we got the uh, what else we got going on? We got a thousand millionaire, Tolson, 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 so now I pronounce it. I never was down here in that old yeah, Ben yeah, Bernie no. area. Yeah. I never was a fan of six ninety five. Yeah. I never understood it. <laughs> Why Every you time hate I see a sign that says East Hater. West, North South. Sounds like a hater. Everywhere in every direction. <laughs> it's crazy. I never understood six ninety five. I don't know where to get on there or that's where to Baltimore get off. Belt with. Yeah, well that's what they say, but uh, I have no reason to be down Hater. there. Hater. Carry on. You won't bother with it. Anyway, um, the <laughs> feds say that this uh, Towson millionaire, I don't know how you can call him a millionaire when he's schemed and Ponzi people to get these millionaires. How can he be an official millionaire when he's basically spending somebody else's money? All right, they, uh, this millionaire, he funded his uh, lavish lifestyle with um, this elaborate uh, Ponzi scheme. I didn't know people were still doing that. Robbing Peter to pay Paul, telling mm. getting invested, but you know, to get you to with the investors, people that got money are still throwing it away by investing in people they really don't even know. They get a recommendation from somebody else, you know, as long as they got the right 
skin color and say the right things. They throw their money at them. So it's just so sad. How can you hate a whole group of people but then throw your money at somebody else from maybe your particular race? But these were but brothers, trust and them. they believed them. You know, but anyway, well, like I said, it's, yeah. it's, it's not about race. It's about class. And what people believe is part of their particular class or how people perpetrate to be in a certain class or what have you. You know, but all this comes down to wash at the end, you know. Anyway, uh, this uh, the six-bedroom uh, root and colonial mm. was one of the three million-dollar homes that Kevin Morrill purchased in Maryland, okay? He also bought a share in a uh, twin-engine uh, jet business and a fleet of Rolls Royces, Ferraris, and Labradinis. okay? All these luxuries he was messing with. All right, now this 53-year-old Towson businessman funded his lavish lifestyle, for the prosecutor said, by swindling more than 400 people in businesses and the elaborate Ponzi scheme. Ponzi is when you promise people stuff, get money from them, and when it comes time to pay their dividends, you're paying their dividends off other people's money. Yeah. You just, all you are is the, the server of money. <laughs> you got fake letterhead, you got fake everything, fake print, fake business cards. You're like the Billy, Millie, Millie Vanilli of uh, the mm, business world. Of investing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's a whole flim flam. So, he was arrested Tuesday at his $1 million home in Baltimore County. Okay? He and his business partner, his business partner's name was uh, Jay Lefford. He's 54. He's, he's from Texas and Nevada. I guess he's from two different places. <laughs> they have been indicted on federal charges of wire fraud, identity theft, and money laundering. Both men could face more than 200 years in federal prison. Okay? I mean, that's not true because people do white-collar crimes really don't do time too tough. U.S. Attorney Robert Herr called their business model one of the largest Ponzi schemes ever charged in the Maryland area. Hundreds of investors around the country, retirees, small business owners, bankers, lawyers, and doctors were duped into paying these men over 300 $64 $64 million Jeez. in the past five years, prosecutors say. Okay? The investors believed their money was buying bungles of debt on student loans, credit cards, and car loans known as uh, customer debt profiling. See how people, you know, they get hmm. you for having bad credit, but then it's people that suck on the life out of you. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. But prosecutors said the businessmen actually were uh, funneling money <clears throat> from new investors to give to their old investors paying on their dividends. Okay, the men. That's pay, not legal, huh? No, it's <laughs> not because you ain't working. You ain't investing in nothing. You hold it and give it to somebody else. <laughs> the men paid the invest. The men paid an investor with the persons that they owed money to. Only returned the funds under the, under the gesture of a profit, but it was just getting it from new clients. Okay, prosecutors said they're moral. He used money from a group of Chicago investors last year to buy himself a nine hundred and fifty thousand dollar um Bugatti Byron, which is one of the fastest one of the fastest sports cars in the world. That's a car. What else? Well I think when you you know all this fly stuff means that he's an immature person from the beginning. 
Mm-hmm. He's just not focusing on anything. He's looking all elaborate all. What the hell does yeah. that do when you know you're illegal? It's like looking elaborate in front, but you turn around and the ass is out in your suit. Yeah. So, you know, what, what, what difference does it make? Your suit could be pretty in the front, but turn around and there's your butt honey. Oh, God. There's a visual for you. Well, there's your butt honey. You got to secure it. Did you put any money underground for a rainy day? Okay, they say he freely spent money from a group of uh, Bethesda investors, 37500 on watches and jewelry. 50000 on private flights, 100000 in Vegas at different uh, shows and casinos. This man was just like the creme de la creme. He was just out there doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was out there acting a fool. On Monday, the U.S. District Judge uh, Richard Bennett granted a restraining order barring Merle from selling his six homes, 25 cars, and motorcycles. He had five speedboats. He had uh, five-carat uh, diamond engagement rings and seven Richard Milley watches, the same luxury brand wore by tennis pro Rafael Nadal. All right. That's my boy, Nadal. On Nadal, bro. Nadal. He's a beast on the Nadal. The federal grand jury had indicted a third man. His name is Cameron Zaki, 28, of uh, Fort Worth, Texas, for wire fraud. And the prosecutors say he helped the men create fake paperwork to convince investors their money was spent on a uh, consumer debt profile. Like I said, there's paperwork, business cards, letterhead, all mm. that stuff you got to do. The men built an elaborate web of shell companies. Elaborate web of shell companies. I mean, it was just yeah, everything on the company. surface and bank accounts to fool investors around the country, prosecutors say. Okay, they say the men made fake. They made fake spreadsheets, purchase mm. agreements, all kind of purchase orders, uh, profit projections, all this stuff was straight. That takes fake. a lot of skill to come up with those fake documents because yeah, people come it. through those. Well, that's where it begins. But I'm saying when you give somebody a spreadsheet, if they know anything about numbers, they comb through that stuff. I said if they know anything about numbers, they comb through it, and it better add up right. So even if you're pulling in fake information, your stuff better add up. But anyway, a lot of people got money. The first thing they do is they go and find some investors. Find some investors. Um, let me get those two guys' names. I'm gonna stuff my. uh, It was Jay and who? Stuff my money in a damn. In a mattress. Okay. That's right. Let me get those two guys' names so I can put them on the kisser list. Uh, Jay Morrow. Jay Morrow. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin Morrow. M e r r i l l. And who is Jay? Then you got Cameron, Cameron uh, Jarasky, J-E-Z-I-E-R-S-K-I. And uh, let me see, there was another guy. It was J somebody. Yeah. Well, that's all right. That's enough. We're putting him on the kiss it list for that Ponzi scheme in Towson, Maryland. All right, we're going to kick it over to Pop, uh, to Mr. Love. Yeah, okay, okay. What else you got? Well, we here, I mean, we just going to go through a couple things. I mean, we don't want to don't want to take too much of your time. I just want to put something on your mind. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a hit and quit, so we're going to hit it and quit it. All right, break it Ain't down. Ain't going to be too long with it. You know, uh, I want to talk about something quick, though. Uh, the Golf Digest. 
it, it's helped release a man that was wrongfully convicted 27 years ago. Wow. 27 years. Now, some of you guys don't even live to see 27. And mm. I know guys that haven't lived to see 27, so this is not... 27 years is a long time for most. Uh, well, I ain't going to say more. Depending on the area, 27 is a lot of years for most. But um, it's not often a sports journalist, though, uh, can have that type of impact on the criminal system. This was back in Buffalo, New York. Uh, you know, uh, there was a release from prison uh, for his wrongfully convicted murder. His name was Valentino Dixon. 46 years old at the time. He had left the jail, uh, Erie County Jail on Wednesday, as a free man, you know, uh, after another man, Lamar Scott. Uh, he was left because Lamar Scott, the other guy, um, he confessed to being the one who was shot, who shot the 17-year-old guy in 1991. Now, Dixon, the, uh, the guy that was locked up, was convicted of the murder of that man, but... Toriano Jackson, during a gunfight, nearly three decades, you know, uh, maintained that he never shot a gun. Uh, but so, so there's a lot of things going on. But even though Scott, you know, he's serving time for another shooting since 1993, so he was already in jail for another shooting, too. They put another thing on him. He had previously confessed that multiple times of killing Jackson, the Erie County District Attorney's Office, they never took it serious. He already admitted to that. But that isn't until the Gulf Digest ran a profile on Dixon in 2012. So a lot of things a lot of things changed. So one of the inmates at Attica Correctional Facility said that um, Dixon had pretty much drew the attention of the magazine for the intricate color pencil drawings that he made of golf courses. You know, because this, this whole thing was done on the a, on a golf course. That's why the golf dad just got it all, you know, in a wraps. Um, he said, though he had never set foot on the golf course in his life, you know, uh, he said he was drawn to green grass, trees, and water after a warden asked him to draw Augusta, National's 12th hole as a favor. So this guy obviously had some type of uh, uh, golf fetish. Or how you you know however you want to say that. He was just focused on freedom. Either that, uh, but a lot of times you can't be that good with a golf course. I mean, freedom. You might draw trees and grass and all that, but you ain't gonna draw holes and and courses and that kind of stuff. I mean, you know. But uh, he was doing that as a favor. But they say the irregularities in Dixon's case, the guy who pretty much. went to jail, even though he was a free man, he went to jail because he went to jail for somebody else's, you know, somebody else's murder. Mm-hmm. But the irregularities in his case, um, with Scott's confession, the other guy that came across, the lack of witness being called to trial and no physical evidence, um, it caught the eye of the reporters, and the magazine article caught the eye of the students at the Georgetown that he was uh, teaching that. And everything like that to take a prison reform class, and the students they researched the Dixon's case. They spoke to more than a dozen witnesses, who said that he never fired the gun that killed Tor- uh, Toriano 
And they created a documentary highlighting the problems within the case. So they created a document that was basically uh, stating a lot of the things that, you know, just made things a little foggy and everything like that. So between the information gathered by the Georgetown students and then the DA's office, Dixon's lawyer, Donald Thompson, mm-hmm. was able to make his case for Dixon's innocence because there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of things that... That didn't really make sense and everything like that. And, um, I mean, what they're saying, pretty much, he went to jail for I don't know how many years. He sat down. He sat down and uh, for somebody else's murder. This was not his murder. This was not something that he confessed to. There was another guy, well, like, I, like I said, Lamar Scott, had confessed to being the guy who shot that 17-year-old in 1991. So everything that he was in jail for was not... Was not his uh was not his doing of so to speak you know it wasn't his doing so I mean what do you say about that type of guy that's a yeah a pretty good guy it had to be somebody he really loved to take that rap for or sit down for that's a pretty good thing hmm. but um the first thing Dixon did after leaving jail Wednesday he, he went to the, he went to Red Lobster I know that's right he went to Red Lobster with his mother he said look I'm trying to look he was. Look, I, I know. Probably been seeing those commercials. Yeah. About unlimited shrimp fest. He probably did. That. He probably did. Yeah, Me personally, I like the, uh, I like the, uh, the butter with the uh, snow crab legs. So I like that. I don't know if maybe, maybe he joined in me with that, uh, that, uh, that, uh. I like those biscuits. What, what do you call that thing? Oh yeah, biscuits. Good too. Biscuits. Biscuits. You know. Uh, you like it, Red Lobster, Papa Diddy. You know. Uh, Oh, man. And, and, I think everybody know, and, has something in red. I'm about to say, you know, because that's, that's like my, uh, what do you call that? There? What's the emotional term to say that you really love something? That was like, like Guilty my, pleasure? No, well, that that works too. But uh, that was like my, uh, that was my kryptonite and everything oh. like that. This shrimp scampi's good. Is it? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So they went to yeah they went to Red Lobster though uh, with his mother, three daughters, and three of his grandchildren though. I mean it's been it's been a while. Wow. Yeah, he ate lobster for the first time. This is the first time he ever had lobster. So he's been locked up for twenty seven years. Uh, something like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You he know, missed uh, out on like a lot of life. Man, I can't even imagine. Well, shout out to that brother. I look. He said he planned to cook breakfast for his grandmother, you know, Thursday, and then he obtained a passport so he can visit his wife. So he's he's basically. You oh, know, he has a wife. He has a wife. Wow. It's in Australia. In Australia. Australia. Oh Lord. You know, and, um, I hope he doesn't deal with those blackface racists. Well, no, I yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. I don't think they really had have an issue, but it's just that there's a lot going on. He said that after that. Uh, he wants to work toward reforming New York's criminal justice system. So he knew that he was wrongly accused, uh, wrongly accused, and everything like that. And mm. he's just going through a lot right now, you know. Okay. And um, he just want to make sure, you know. Brother. Yeah, I mean. I and also, I have one other shout out. Shout out to Eric at um, Quiet on the Set magazine. Just want to say shout out to him. It's his birthday this weekend. Shout out to you, Eric. Happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy B-Day, B-Dog. All right. We're going to um, 
Let's see. Mr. Lowe got to mix us up some refreshments. So we're going to do that on a break. And we're coming back with Papa Didi. And what's popping? You know what's popping tonight, Papa Didi? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's about to be popping. We'll be right back on the Pajama Party Show. Stay tuned. Do you have unruly children? Do they misbehave in school and get bad grades? Are timeouts completely ineffective? Are you scared to spank them because they might have you arrested? What they need is a new school where discipline is number one and education is secondary. What they need is... Whoop that ass academy. Here at the Whoop that ass academy. We don't have discipline problems. Know why? We're privately owned and we do what we want. And when kids get out of hand, we whoop that ass. Time out is for football games. When kids want to show off, we don't give them a time out. We just whoop that ass. We don't make a kid stand in the corner. That's by house plan. When one of our kids gets out of order, we snatch him out of that classroom and whoop that ass. Here at WTA Academy, we make sure they learn the basics of reading and writing, math and science. But above all else, they learn discipline. This is what will keep your kids out of jail. Make the world a better place. Sometimes you gotta whoop that ass. And we do. Here at WTA Academy, our motto is, we care enough to whoop that ass. They may not read and write too well, but they'll act like they've got sense. Because we whoop that ass. So bring your kids on down to whoop that ass academy. We'll get them straight. Yeah, welcome back to Pajama Party. One, he was Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Oh, bonsoir, darling. And and sitting at the kettle tonight, we got Mr. Lowe. This is Mr. Lowe. Come and see you live, ain't it? <laughs> you better open up your eyes. Let's get it. Woo. Mm-hmm. We going to what's poppin'? Yeah, we can do that. All right. Mm. What's poppin' tonight, Papa Didi? Well, you know, we, we spoke on a little bit uh, tonight on different subjects. We talked about all about class, you know. And for those who don't know what class is, uh, class is something that's this. It's a real mental telepathy thing that goes on with people. Everybody today walks around like they're unified in life, but deep down inside, you know, some people aren't. You know, you have to really, and it makes it so bad. Some fake yeah. me out ass people are like, you know, living like that. It's Thanks. really, it's really sad. You know, you you have to. Um, I, I don't know. I, we are how we were raised, first and foremost. Say, say, say how you feel. Say how you feel. Say how you feel. Cause a, lot, a lot of times people don't get the real. We feel. are how we were raised. And the first thing people don't understand, and I've experienced this with people in the, in, the, in the regular job market, I think the one thing you need to live in your life is that each one teach one. And if you if you don't believe in that, then you are a selfish ass that think you're going somewhere, you're heading somewhere, but that brick wall is waiting to smack your ass in your face because knowledge is power, but knowledge is to also be shared. And it doesn't matter who you share it with because, see, as long as you're doing the teaching to people, you'll always have freedom in you because you're the one that cultivated their soul. But you got people nowadays that you would teach on your job and things like that, and they swear they learned it on their own. People look over your shoulder and pick up your style, pick up your flavor, pick up what you do. Mm. And then when you go back and read their notes, because we all got an autograph, we all got a signature. There's even signature in electronics. Don't think you just got to have signature on paper with a pen. There's, there's, the computer has a signature. When you on the, After you log in on the computer, the way you type, the way you elaborate, the way you yeah. do your critical thinking, everybody has their own signature. 
you know, DNA is not just to spit out of your damn mouth or to piss out of your damn, uh, you know what? It's it's uh, it's universal. DNA is all over how you write, how you you swerve, your flavor, everything about you. As long as you maintain it and keep it keep it strong, you know. If you're a fake me out ass person, there's people can't figure out your DNA. But uh, but in any in respect, getting back to what I'm saying here, the class of people. It begins back in school, you know, with people in the lunchroom at, at nine, ah. ten years old. How people sit at different tables and they isolate people based on what they're doing, what they're wearing. You know, if your mother yeah. put a little bow tie on you, people will not sit with you. They think you're a nerd and the bullies will pull on your tie yeah, yeah. and they'll kick you in the dirt and things like that because you're not, you, you want to make, you always trying to maintain what you think that you got on or what you're doing to be boss, but you could be going home to a crazy-ass house, mm. and the person with the bow tie on, you know, it happens all the time. And that's where it begins, at 10, 11 years old, where people break down the class, and then you go in the job market. And I watch it all the time in the job market. I see people that just because they may be making twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 more than me, they actually think that they're living better than me. And I say that's bullshit because I have the key to my own castle, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm not worried about what castle you go to. I don't give a damn if you're my boss because I tell you what, if you are my boss and you hit my ass going out in the parking lot, then it's, it's Liberty Mutual against Allstate, insurance company. I don't give a fuck whether you're my boss or not. If you back up and bang into my car, I'm going to sue your ass. Even though you may be my boss in the job, hit my ass in the parking lot and I'm going to show you the difference in people. Okay, because I could have a better insurance company than you have, or what have you. So we gotta not get fixated on on bosses and people and power. Don't go in there freaking out. You know, you need your job, so you may want to be a little turn the cheek, bite your tongue, all that shit. Only in the name of keeping your job, respect the position. You ain't got you ain't got to respect the person. Just respect the position. You know. So what I'm saying, in a nutshell, is that when we talked about earlier tonight, if you're just joining us, we spoke about the. Australia, people in blackface, people always seem to be able to pick on black folks. They have no problem. They did character, character, caricatures of 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 uh, what's her name? Uh, Serena. Serena Williams, mm-hmm. and her at on the court that day, they dressed her up with with a tutu on and all fat and complaining at the match and all that stuff. It seems like when it comes to people depicting black people. Some people's racism is is deeply rooted, and it, it leaks out. You know what I mean? It's like anything else. You fill up inner tube too much with air, and the shit gonna burst. So people are the same way. They acting like they they cool. You know that's why you take everybody with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? You you understand people because people are always telling themselves. You know, I remember one time on my job, I uh, I'm sitting there waiting to be relieved, and and my relief called the boss and say he's gonna be late. Didn't call me. You know, you're relieving my ass, okay? But you're going to call the boss and not call me. So what if you couldn't reach the boss? Then you would call me because now you got to cover your ass somehow, some way. Mm. It's, it's so sad how people do shit based on kissing ass. Stop kissing ass will get you nowhere. But if you're going to kiss ass, kiss the right ass. Don't kiss no dry ass middle management joker that can't do shit for you. If you're going to kiss ass, kiss the right ass. Some people just kiss ass on the sick or they're thinking they're rising above the the black man or I'm doing something different than the black man does in the room. If he say right, 
let's say left, just like politics. You know, Republicans will do everything they think that Democrats wouldn't do. They always support in the law enforcement because they know that black folks have a problem with law enforcement. This is why Republicans and Trump is always saying like to thank law enforcement because they know that black folks have a problem with law enforcement. Everything is the fucking opposite. So sometimes if black folks agree with white folks, they'll blow their damn mind because they always expect us to fall in the right place of what they're not thinking. We always supposed to think the exact opposite of what they're thinking, and that's why they say the shit they do. But we need to sometimes fool they ass. You know, sometimes we need to just do something different. Or, but I know it's hard as hell because they do some wild, crazy shit that we don't want to be on that team at all. But sometimes look and see the method of their madness. Understand their asses. Stop being so rebuttal against them and try to understand where they're coming from. Don't join their ass, but try to understand their ass. That way your stress level won't be so high with stuff. Like I said, I'll leave it there, but I'm just saying, just be cool. You know, black don't crack, so don't fuck around and make it crack, okay? Keep keep your shit oiled up. You know, we need oil. You know, we need oil. We need to keep <laughs> our shit oiled, greased. That's what we made of. We need oil. Okay? On the other hand, our, our, our adversaries of another persuasion, they generate oil. They got to wash oil out. That's why if you go in any hotel room, all my hotel room people out there, whether you're doing an elaborate on vacation or you're just getting your smut on, whatever you use the hotel for. What does all hotel rooms have in common? Think about it for a minute. What's in every hotel room? Free, it's uh, not for us. Free uh, free lotion. And uh, well, not so much the lotion. Not so much the lotion. The stuff they, they use to wash their hair. Oh. Shampoo and conditioner is in every hotel room yeah, because yeah. people have another persuasion. And the blow dryer. And the blow dryer. Yes, There's okay. a fucking blow dryer in every hotel room in the world. Why? Because no, no, people have no, another. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't that that you know. Yeah, Red Roof don't got. You got I don't really you know, go. Well, Red Roof is a, a Negroid a joint. But anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, um, but if you go to any hotel, no matter how elaborate it may be, you're gonna always see a blow dryer. Yeah, because people of another persuasion, they generate oil. They generate oil in their hair, so they gotta wash their hair every time they get in the shower. And they have to blow dry it. Or sometimes you'll see them come to work and the hair is still wet. Uh, we won't go there. But yeah. anyway, that's your people. So they like this, yeah. I won't yeah. I won't elaborate. But just see the handwriting on the wall. See what's in front of you. Stop perpetrating the game. Take some time to sit back and breathe and observe your surroundings. Stop going in so hard. See what's going on in life. Understand your people. Remember, each one teach one. Okay, and don't turn your black on don't turn your back on the class of people yeah. you're a part of. Understand and love your coworkers more than you love your fucking boss, because your coworkers are in the same boat you are. Stop kissing your boss's ass, and lastly, if you want to kiss ass, kiss the right ass. Anyway. Okay, uh, Papa Didi, thank you for that. So, uh, you want to take a break? Want to move on? Let's move on. I got my oil. You got your oil? I got my oil. Yeah, we need to oil up. Need to oil up. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, we're going to a little bit of a... Uh, going to lighten it up with the weirdness? Oh, yeah. I, whether we lighten it up or we spice it up. I mean, oh, well, have it go hey, down. let's do it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's right. some weird news, man. I, you know... Uh, it's always crazy. I don't, you know, you know, I don't like to always... 
What you got for us? Uh, you know, I don't like to always do too much, but I like to give it to you how, how it comes to me. All right, you give know. it to us straight, no chaser. Hey, there we go. Yeah, there we go. This is no, this is, this one of those, th- oh, okay. there we go. All yeah, right. do, do your thing. All right, I like that. I like that. We're going to the weird news, basically. Uh, I want to talk about something that's. It's a little crazy, man. You know, it's weird news. You know, uh, you know how like back in the day, like you know, uh, you might, you know, you heard it. You heard a story where they slip a little something in your drink, and you know the girls go a little crazy, or yeah. I, you know, maybe look, let's get high together. Yeah. And then you know now you think they going, you think maybe they might do something for you, or oh okay, I thought they should shine this drink. Go ahead, shine and drink this now. Oh, we ain't talking about none of that though. All right. What you talking about? Look, scientists now they uh they gave ecstasy, the E pill, the real deal. They gave an ecstasy pill. They give an ecstasy now to octopuses. Oh my God. And I'm not talking about girls that know how to. Do a lot of things. Oh, regular. You talking about a real eight? I'm talking about a real. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't talking about you can use your arms and legs in multiple ways and <laughs> it feel like it's eight different ah. arms and legs. We ain't talking about that. Why? I'm talking about, I'm talking about like a real octopus, about like, like, like puss. Yeah, like an octopus. Not octopus. Thing. No, no, octo. Oh. As a matter of fact, it's plural. It's, they give they give this to octopuses. Octopus. Why? Octopuses. Pusses. Octopus. Meaning more, more yeah. than one puss? Why they give ecstasy to the octopus? They give an ecstasy to them. You know, and then, and then, and then they're going to act like they astounded by what they found. They said they astounded. Oh, they, they astounded. He gave ecstasy to an octopus. <laughs> what did he do? What did you think they did? They got nasty. <laughs> they got nasty. That's what they did. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. What did oh, hey, my hold up. gosh. What does that do? So, you see, I got to use the proper word. A neuroscientist. Hmm. Look, this guy went to John Hopkins. Look, look. Oh, he went to John Hopkins. John Hopkins, you know. John Hopkins? He been studying the effects of it for a long time. Oh, where did he get some ecstasy? Yeah, well, you know how they go. You know how they go. And who came up with he, he Look, they gave him a pill. He said, you know what? I love it. I want to do it to others, and I want to see how it affects them. And then he gave it to others, but then he said, you know what? I don't want to just give it to humans. I want to see how it affects animals because he was a pet lover. Okay. He was a pet lover. So he gave- I knew the guy. I called him last week. He said that uh, he said that uh, I got an octopus, and I want to give him some XC. He want I want to give him an e-pill. He said I had two e-pills last weekend. I had a hell of, I had a hell of a time over this weekend. So oh, give me a pill, they do. and that's how it starts. Oh my! That's God. how it starts, you know. But that as I, twisted to me. As I proceed, um, in this process, you know, uh, they worked <laughs> out. Well, look, they said they worked out a lot of neural mechanisms. You know, all the scientific stuff. A lot of neural mechanisms that enable uh, this drug to uh, be really profound and uh, give pro-social effects. Uh, they say, you know, humans and octopuses both have a gene for a protein that binds the serotonin into the brain cells, uh, to brain cells. So, mm-hmm. you know, this targets the protein. You know, uh, he wanted to see how would this drug 
if it worked on me, I had a great time. How would it work on my pet octopus? Mm-hmm. I won't say his name of the octopus because he wanted me to keep it confidential. Mm. So Poor little I'll keep the name of the octopus, but trust and believe this octopus right now is on E right now. Mm. He's on E right now. That ain't right. You know, and, and, and you know, octopuses as a as a you know as a as a whole. I don't want to speak for all the octopuses, but the majority. The ones you know. You know. Uh, yeah, the ones I know. The majority of uh, the notoriously shy, and they're solitary. I mean, they don't they don't like to. They're not social. No, they don't like to do too much. You know, they'll they'll you know here and there play a card game with you. You know, and maybe. Maybe watch a little Netflix, but it's it's not it's not they're not they're not they're not here for uh so they do the for Netflix, community. But they're not gonna chill. Well, they Netflix and chill, but you gotta be Netflix and chill solitary. You know, you gotta be Oh, they do that at home know. by themselves. Yeah, they they got a lot of legs. So they okay. got a lot of places to go, a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff to do. A lot of things to do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So So this was all a scientific experiment. It it sounds like it. But um they weren't sure how it was gonna go. Because they said the octopus brains they're they can they they're built completely different from humans, so he he realized yeah, what's the point? oh because he realized how fun he had with humans and, and humans taking any pills, so he said let's put it to my octopus. How would an octopus feel? You know what I'm saying? Because I feel the way I feel over over e pill and I feel great. He wanted to feel how does the octopus feel? So that's they can't I'm, tell you. You know what? Well, all you can do, all you can do is look at the effects, and, and basically what happened was. Uh, I'm gonna get off of that because that's crazy. Well, they said that. Well, they said the first dose was too high, and the octopuses they freaked out, and they did all these color changes and all that. They didn't know what was going on. They changed colors. They 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 changed colors. They didn't. I, you know, I don't I don't know if it was. I have no idea. We are we don't know how it happened. You know, all I know is that. I didn't know octopus had that ability to change yeah. colors. Well, maybe maybe that wasn't natural. You know, maybe that was something that you know. That but, was that Molly talking. But uh, once the proper doses, they they you know had to mix around, and uh, once they got to the, what they call the proper doses, it was found, and then um, they saw some notable differences. I mean, uh, the octopuses they were caged, you know, so that way if, when they do do something crazy, or if they did do something crazy, it'll be uh, documented and and watched and everything like that. But they said once they was on the E, oh man, they were hugging the cage. They were hugging the cage. They were put in. They were exposing parts on their body that you would never see from an octopus. Oh my goodness! They would you be. You mean they were feeling frisky? Oh, they were being nasty. Oh no! You're nasty. Nasty you, octopus. You what's the what's so another what's make, word? What does it make people do? Hey, oh, e pills. Oh, we'll talk about that later, but for octop- we're talking about octopuses. Octopuses. We're talking about octopuses, you know, so. Poor little octopus. That was on the E. These that, octopuses that was, frozen body was, they were, they were ocular. They were, what's they were octopus names for that? They were octopusing. Poor thing. Oh, they were ophthalmological. That sounds like something. They were ophthalmological. That sounds like They were ophthalmological. Do I need to put those scientists on the kisser list? Just some of the words that that, that I know that start with O. What you think, Papa? Do I need to put those John Hopkins scientists on the kisser list? 
mean, they don't have anything better to do. Man. Why are you giving ecstasy look, to octopus? They said that some look. They said some were being playful, doing water acrobatics. I can't even imagine what. Or that or they spent or they spent time in the fondling in the aquarium bubbler. So that's oh, like you know okay. that's like a. Yeah, you know how that is. You know, you go in a hot tub and, you know, you're feeling good around the messing bubbles. with the bubbles. You messing you know with the bubbles. And that's sounding freaky. You, oh, it's, it's, it's all story. freaky. Cause that's it's all freaky. freaky. Well, this is weird news, so, you know. Yeah, you're right, and that's weird. You know. I'm putting the scientists at Johns Hopkins. But I'll end with this. I'll end with this. I'm just saying, you know, uh, several bioethic. how do you say this here? Bioethicists. You know, they told National, the National Geographic that uh, giving a party a drug to an octopus could be dicey, which uh, I guess they found out, <laughs> unless the animals were treated humanely and monitored for signs of stress. They monitored them, but they were just monitoring them. Yeah, that means I mean, they were looking. Yeah, they were looking. You, yeah, that you, sounds like you, some voyeurism. You freaks. Let me watch and you see creeps. what freaky stuff they do. You, you nasty ones, you. But, you know, that's how the game Freaky voyeur. That's how the game go. You know, just different act the same show. All but, right. However, the experts agree that as long as the creatures aren't exposed to the point of addiction, it's probably fine. So How do you know when the octopus They just gave him a little taste. They gave him a little taste. But how do you stuff. know when an octopus Give him a little taste. addicted? Give them a little taste. You know what? All right. Give them a little taste. Before let they get addicted, me, they just know that they want. Let me move on to England. Nasty. That's some crazy stuff. <laughs> octopus, you know. I'm trying to figure out how do you know when an octopus is addicted? Octopus. octopus. They come out the I mean, tank and octopus. smack you in the head saying, give me some more? Yeah, yeah that's how it's so. Okay. Let's go to England. We're going to talk about uh, residents of a town in England have been haunted by the eerie sounds of a child singing an old nursery rhyme, huh. and it was freaking people out. You're talking about freaking out. They were hearing that song that says, It's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. I never liked that song. And they kept hearing it. He bumped his head and all that stuff, couldn't get up in the morning. I never liked it. Yeah, well, I don't either. And now I really don't like it. So one resident said, The first time I heard it, it was the most terrifying thing ever. I went cold and I felt sick. And I kept thinking, what on earth was that? It was very haunting, and people said it sounded like something out of a Freddy Krueger movie. And it turns out it wasn't a ghost or even the nightmare on Elm Street. What? It turned out the culprit was spiders. Spiders? Spiders. Yeah, check this out. This is really weird. And that's right, man. It was the voice was part of a motion-activated security system at a nearby warehouse. The spiders had taken over some of the lenses on the on the motion cameras, and when one of them crawled across, it, it triggered the system, and that recorded played the recording of it's raining, it's pouring. Usually in the middle of the night, and people who lived in the surrounding area could hear it, and it just sounded really spooky and eerie. And they said in the middle of the night, it just sounded really creepy. But the message wasn't aimed at the residents. The sound was supposed to act as a deterrent for thieves that would come onto the property where this warehouse was. So it wasn't even supposed to scare the people that was in the house. It was supposed to scare the people that was out of the house. People that would try to break into the warehouse, when the motion camera would hit them, they would hear, It's raining, 
his glory. And they thought that would deter thieves. But what was happening, spiders were getting on the lens, and when the motion thing saw motion from the spiders right on the lens of the camera, it would kick this thing off. And people who lived nearby were hearing what sounded like ghostly children's voices in the middle of the night. That that is scary. I I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, it was freaking people out. It freaked me out. So they said now the company has gotten rid of all the spider webs and turned the volume down because it was a little loud. Oh, spider webs. Turn the volume down. Yeah, it was spiders. Oh, there was a there was like a volume level. Like, yeah, that's how it was loud enough for people nearby to hear it. Wow. Crazy. Yes. Wow. Yep. That's another weird news. Yeah, some weird. That was in England. Yeah, that's some weird. What are you gonna do? What you gonna do? Hey. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's your weird news for tonight? Uh, I got a giant uh, package of marijuana washed up in Florida. Uh, uh-oh. Okay, it's uh, high tide in northeast Florida. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement authorities are trying to... No pun intended, uh, right? High tide? High tide? I bet it was. All right. Law enforcement authorities are trying to uh, figure out why uh, large packages of marijuana washed up on beaches in uh, Flagner, St. John's, and uh, Philoxy counties last week. Authorities in Flagner County found an estimated 100 pounds hey. of the narcotic wrapped in bungles, which tested positive for marijuana. 100 pounds? That's yeah. a lot of weed. That's a lot of weed. That's not And it was wrapped up to keep it dry. After receiving reports last Thursday of multiple packages, presumably containing marijuana on the beaches near uh, Jungle Hut Park, in St. John's County, north of Flagler County, where the hell is this stuff at? Yeah, an off-duty off sheriff deputy fished an additional package of the marijuana from the water. Okay, uh, apparently this, this off-duty deputy has not been found in the last couple of months. They're still looking for him. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, 100 pounds. You ain't going to find him. And the Coast Guard also oh. found uh, seven of eight more packages off the coast as well. This this might be a deterrent, so they can you know send send it in somewhere else, distract them somewhere. You know, you drop ten pounds of weed in one area, then you ride a boat up on the other area because all the police authorities over this way checking. You'd be surprised how they do shit. Yeah, it might be uh, that might be on the same boat though. Five pounds. There are even more packages of weed further uh, south of uh, Valencia County. Surfers found a bunk a bunk containing twenty three bags of marijuana. And uh, what's that called? Ormond by the Sea last Wednesday. In Flagler County, law enforcement officials arrested one man identified as uh, Robert Kelly, who they said uh, failed to report finding an 11-pound wet brick of marijuana on the beach. Wednesday, witness told deputies they saw Kelly open the package and removing the contents. Okay, so so he found a package of something. Yeah, what's, what's that about? Deputies on the scene at uh, Jungle Hut Park on Thursday asked Kelly if he took some of the, the, the suspected marijuana. Kelly pointed at his vehicle and stated that he was holding it for law enforcement's arrival. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, good good excuse. Deputies searched the vehicle and they, and they uh, said they found a brick of marijuana wrapped in plastic inside a brown beach towel in Kelly's truck. Kelly was eventually released on $2,500 bond. Authorities are now on the lookout for at least one more beachgoer. While medical marijuana is legal in the state of Florida, the recreational consumption of marijuana is not. So, wow, that was just weird where all that came from. Where I think they, I think where that was is a that stuff coming from? That don't sound like it was a distractor, really. 
That sounds like it must have been on a ship that crashed or something, and that stuff started floating in the water, and the waves brought it to the shore. Could have been distracted. They do it all the time. They'll get rid of 100, 100 pounds to get 500 pounds somewhere else, you know. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, that's the weird news. If you want to join the conversation or give a comment, give us a call, 914-803-4306. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go right into, I'm just saying, because I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about some races. I usually don't go there, but I'm going there tonight. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to. So my topic tonight is one down and a million to go. So, one more racist in a position of power just resigned. If you didn't hear about it, I'm talking about Bergen County Sheriff Michael Saudino in Newark, New Jersey. I was about to say, yeah, Bergen County is up Newark. Yeah, Newark, New Jersey. And I hear tell that several other racists resigned along with him only because they got busted on tape and couldn't lie to cover up what they said because it was on tape. So these people included Executive Undersheriff Jaron Buono, Undersheriff Robert Colinari, Undersheriff Brian Smith, and Undersheriff Joseph Horniak. And what had happened was Sheriff Sardino was recorded making negative, racist, disparaging remarks about African Americans and about New Jersey's first speak and uh, Attorney General. Now, this is, you know, Sikh is like a, what is that, like a part of Hindu or Indian, yeah. somewhere in that area. What is the area. big community down there with that? Right. So this guy has been uh, voted into being the Attorney General. Yeah. And this, guy, this sheriff, Saldino, was making, you know, making smack remarks. And it was all caught on tape. And it was recorded back in January, the day that Governor Phil Murphy was inaugurated. So on the recording, Sardino is heard saying that Attorney General Gubir Gruwal was appointed because of the turban. And he also said that the Governor Murphy's policies would allow blacks to come in and do whatever the expletive they want, smoke their marijuana, do this and do that, and don't worry about it. We'll just tie the hands of the cops. And he said all that on tape. He was also recorded saying that he wonders whether Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver, who is not married, is gay. Now, this guy was just running off at the mouth saying a bunch of crazy stuff. So in a statement on yesterday, Governor Murphy called the comments appalling and said that if the voice on the recording is Sardino's, then he should resign. Without question, the comments made on the recording are appalling, and any anyone using racist, homophobic, and hateful language is unfit for public office. That's what Murphy said, the governor. This sheriff now has 47 years on the force. 47! And nobody was aware of how he really felt about people in the community that don't look like him? In 47 years? Stop lying. Give me a break. I find it hard to believe that in 47 years, 47. he never exposed his whole card and let somebody know how he feels about black folks, gay folks, Indian folks, Asian folks, Hispanic, whoever. Come on, y'all. Seriously. 
I'm just saying that's one race is down and a million to go. Wow. Clearly, the voices on the recording belong to Sardino since he and his buddies have now all resigned. So that's actually five races down and a million to go minus five. Just saying. It's tiring that this scenario keeps playing out in police stations all over the county, all over the country, I should say. These people in power think that they can say anything they want, they can do anything they want, and they keep getting away with it. With no consequences. Exactly. And they'll keep getting away with it as long as people who know the truth allow it. And I'm glad somebody spoke up this time and said, not on my watch, and called him out. So this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, five races down and a million to go. Minus five. That's all I'm saying. If these jokers have it. That was It's ridiculous. I'm glad people record this crap because if you don't have proof, they will deny it until the day they die. And even when you have proof, they'll deny it. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, when you play the proof back, then they they say, oh, well, then I'll retire. I'll resign. Or or, or first they'll try to discredit you or discredit, you know. Oh, yeah. no, I fake this or fake that, but, you know. Oh, yeah, you know what? We ain't even you know, going for that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I call the okie doke, and we ain't going mm. for it. Nah. You ready for living for the city, Papa? Yeah, 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 definitely. All right, now. Um, Mr. Lowe trying to give you your theme song. I was trying to do a little something. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate right that. We're going to let Stevie do well, it, so. Yeah. Tell you, Go ahead, um, Papa Diddy, what you got? It's amazing how you spoke on Bergen County because I used to uh, work in that area. Where and have you not uh, worked? <laughs> well, I mean, I get around. You know. <laughs> Don't be hating. I'm there. Um, I appreciate it. You know, this is the area that, um, that Trump is uh, notorious for and everything else. You know, I, I tell you a little story, uh, just a little, little small story. I was I was on my job, right? And mm-hmm. this is really deep. I and mean, this all happened around Bergen County area, all around okay. Newark and okay. things like that. I was sitting with some gentlemen, some gentlemen of another persuasion, mm-hmm. put it like that. We're not going to put no color in there. You, nah, you mean white? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. It was another persuasion. And I'm in the room, and they're all talking. I guess they got comfortable with me. Big so I think that sometime in the job market, I just want to put this out there for people of color. You know, if you shut your damn mouth in the job market and open up your ears, you'd be surprised what you hear. Mm-hmm. The one thing that the people of color need to do is, is stop talking so damn much in the office. Open your ears and close your mouth for a change because people like to talk. Mm-hmm. But sometimes black folks don't give people a chance to talk because they won't shut up. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're always telling your business, well, whether it be good business or about how yeah, good your family was, whatever. That's all secondary. People know how good you are based on your actions. You ain't got to talk about that shit. Because sometimes the people you are talking to are raised by wolves. Okay? So you think you're talking to some meek, some uh, meek people that were raised like you. Nobody was raised like you because they don't have your parents. Okay? So jokers weren't raised like you. So stop thinking that. Mama used to say say you you got two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? Yeah. Yeah, you I got two you. ears to listen, one mouth to speak, but you got two yeah, ears because we need to we need to listen a little more. And, yeah. I, and I, I say that I elaborate a little further by saying I'm sitting in this office because, like I said, 
Once people of another persuasion get comfortable with you, they'll start talking about their business for a change. But they won't talk about their business until you shut up because... But this joker was sitting here telling me how when he was younger, him and his buddies, and this guy was of an Italian persuasion, Newark, New Jersey area, Bergen County, which just got done speaking on, had a, a big freight rail system back in the day. Freight rail all over the place, transporting everything. And they said that like 3 o'clock in the morning, they would go down by the rail yard because the cars were so long that they was able to break in some of the the uh, freight cars and steal the TVs. Okay? Mm. And then when they figured out the TVs was missing, CSX or Conrail or whatever would call the police about missing TVs and the police would go up in the East Orange looking for where the TVs were, talking to people on the street about TVs being stolen right. and never even confronted the actual white boys that stole the TV. And when the guy said, um, I'm in the room now. Tell him what happened. When, I, when the guy said that they would go up in East Orange confronting people, I said, okay, East Orange was predominantly black. So I spoke up at that time because it kind of pissed me off. I couldn't bite my tongue no longer because the motherfucker was bleeding. Okay? Uh. Tongue bleeding out of my mouth. I said, okay, so you saying that day, and I said it just like this to the guy. Okay, so you guys stole the TVs, but they went up in East Orange and was shaking down the black people in East Orange. Uh, oh, no, no, I didn't mean like that. No, I mean, so what the fuck did you mean? What did you mean? What the fuck did you mean? I mean, no, needless yeah. to say, this person didn't talk to me for the next three months. Uh, and and they end up calling me a fucking racist, okay? This would get me, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's fucking, yeah. Yeah, he tried to freak. Call me some kind of... Well, you the one that confessed that you stole the fucking TVs. Uh-huh. But they didn't go to your little white suburban neighborhood. They went well, up to East Orange and were shaking down the black folks. That's right. For some shit that you did. And which which culminated my life at that point. I got such a lesson of, of how stuff is really done. Just like you say, that sheriff... And then you got these undersheriffs. Who the fuck ever heard of a term called undersheriff? These are appointed jobs that jokers and gave somebody $85,000 and gave them a bullshit title. So not only has this person been corrupted for 45 years in a job, but he done corrupted five, six other people. But the sad part about it, people will always think they're dominant as long as they're dominant. But let me tell you something about the Newark area and all around that little surrounding area. They have a huge... Huge Indian uh, yeah, population, population growing, you know, the, as they Absolutely. say, as they say, the red dot Indians, you know, not to say that as an insult, enough, but the red dot Indians, because everybody got their own group. Indi- Indians got their own type people, what have you. That's but the, the population of that was is fierce up there. And these people started outpopulating the white folks. See, the one thing that sad part about like that. a lot of white folks is like that, that, and I won't, I'm not saying this to beat up on white folks. I'm just saying that certain ones that have that antagonizing type attitude about stuff. Yeah, yeah. What I'm yeah. saying is that when you when you stop fucking and you stop making babies, your population stops growing, okay? So you can't be chasing after the dollar and chasing after the business, and you're not fucking and not making babies no more because now your population is not growing. But if Indians and Japanese, everybody's fucking, and Spanish people are fucking all day and popping babies out all day, Asians. their population is growing. Asians is a big they're, they're growing, and they're, they're dominating, they're growing, and now you're getting pissed off because, like you said, now a, a red-dot Indian became an office official because he's an American. 
He's an American Indian. They're American such and such. They're American this and that. And you just been sitting your fat ass in that office for 45 years not doing nothing. Stagnant as hell, taking advantage of everything going on, but you wasn't looking and seeing what was going on around your ass. All you was doing was taking advantage of your advantages, but you wasn't taking advantage of looking and seeing what was going on. You weren't changing with the times. You weren't doing anything. You had, and then you had your little five cronies underneath you, and those cronies about as honest as Michael Vick's cronies that sold them down the river over damn dogs. Yeah, okay? Dog. So you got them same cronies underneath you that was so you know, that's why they all got busted, because they all sat back on their little table eating their brigitte. What's that stuff called? That old pork stuff, Brigitte. 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 And eating their cannolis and shit. Yeah. Talking shit, there's a recorder going. They just just being who they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, and don't and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not whatever. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. Everybody talks stuff. Everybody talks about other people. Like we're talking now. That's freedom of speech. But when you speaking it in your capacity of your job, in your office, in office buildings, in front of recording machines, at this point you've gotten too comfortable. Yeah. You know, and that's how they got jammed up. But, you know, these jokers could have retired five, ten years ago. But they were just sucking the life out of the money. So when they resigned, it was no big deal. You know, they just, they, now they're leaving, but they got money stockpiled. They got benefits, connections, and everything. But it's just so sad they've been bucking the system for how long? Forty-something 47 years? Forty-seven years. Forty-seven years. You bucking the system. Nothing's changed. Policies haven't changed. No growth in the community. Same old budget. Same old people. It's so sad when you put people with a ninth-grade education to control the budget. No wonder we ain't doing shit. No wonder when it rains and we get all these floods. Why are we getting floods? Because we have no drainage. Floods mostly come because the water ain't got nowhere to go. People are putting trash down in the sewer. And this, this is the repercussions of that stuff. I mean, it's just no organization anymore. I just think that personally floods come basically with, with lack of drainage, in my opinion. So, But anyway, I, I'll end it there. But, uh, you know, it, it's really deep today how these people, but like you said, uh, Red Wine, Five down and a million to go because Five people are getting busted. They're getting busted because yeah, they're taking them out one by one. Yeah, they're taking themselves out because they're not growing. They just sitting there collecting paycheck. Anyway. Well, let's see. Are we ready to go to the West Coast? Find out what's happening in Hollywood. Yeah, what's going on in Hollywood? Yeah, what you got for us, uh, Mister Luck? You covering the Hollywood wrap up this week? Oh, okay. So what's happening in Hollywood? Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. All right, go for it. What you got? All right, let's see what we got going down. All right, we got the Hollywood wrap-up. All right, let's see what we got going on. We got a few winners of the Emmy uh, winner 2018. Oh, yeah, I did see that, some of them. You know, hopefully y'all saw that, you know, uh, the best drama. Oh, it went to the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Shout out to the Game of Thrones. Like, it's on the HBO series and everything like that. Uh, I, God, I need to catch up on that. But the, the Game of Thrones is one of the... That's a big time. That's a big time thing. Then you have the uh, the assassinated Diani uh, Versace. I know that's a big one. The American Crime Story. That's the FX one. I don't know if y'all saw that special. I didn't see that one. I ain't get to see that yet either, but that, that, that one is... That looked crazy. That one looked good. I, I want to 
want to check that out. You know, um, the supporting actress uh, of a drama, uh, Thanny Newton. That was on Westworld. Oh, that's my girl. Yeah, okay. a little bit of Hollywood stuff. You Actress know. of color. But we okay. try to, you know, we try and get it right, you know. Got a supporting actor on comedy, uh, Henry, uh, Henry Wrinkler, aka Barry. You know, that's a supporting actor for comedy. Best actress, limited series or TV movie, the Oh Virginia King. Hey, can you got that, baby? Seven seconds. That was yo. That was a good one. I watched that. And yeah, let me tell you something. I watched that. Uh, my girl started to watch that first, and then um, I started getting on to it. And then we watched it together. I told her to bring back a couple things, and then we watched it together. Then, long story short, we started watching it together, it and good. I loved it. I loved it. And that was seven seconds? Oh, I loved it. I don't know if y'all saw that before, but I definitely will promote y'all watching. Because, look, Regina King, she put her heart in it. She did a thing. She, yo, if, when you see that, when you see that special, you will feel like, you will feel like if you had a kid, anybody that's had a kid or a daughter or a son, you would have felt like you would have wanted either a mother like that or you would have felt the pain of a mother like that. Mm-hmm. Straight up. She did. She was unbelievable. Okay. Unbelievable. Well, and, check it out. No, check it out. No, this, this is... I, I had to tell you right now. Netflix. Check that out. Okay. Let's keep it going. I got um Variety Sketch Series, Saturday Night Live. Check that out NB, on NBC. You can always go to NBC, or you can check it out on YouTube, or on the regular site, a reality competition program. Oh, the RuPaul's Drag Race. That's coming out. That's on VH1. Yeah, hey, RuPaul. Yeah, RuPaul's still out here kicking. Yeah, hey, RuPaul. He's still out here kicking. He on VH1. Y'all check that out, Reality Post. Mm. Yeah, the Drag Race. Matter of fact. Lip sync for your fact, life. Somebody that I know is going to the, they, they're going to the Drag Race. I think, I think Beyonce going to be there. I don't know. Oh, I, don't know. I, I heard somebody going to be there. I just know that's a drag queen. Yeah, it's, getting, yeah, it's about to get wild. It's about to get, it's about to get wild. I know it's going to yeah, be lit. I know it's going to be lit. So y'all check that out. Uh, guest actor, um, drama for Ron. Uh, we call it Tefas Jones. This is us. He's in. He's going to be there. Um, the guest actress of a comedy, Tiffany Haddish, on Saturday Night Live. Oh, check that out. She's been she's been really uh shout out to her. She's been really doing Oh yeah, she's been doing some big things and everything like that. And of course my dog the big dog, Cat Williams, baby. Cat Williams. We in Atlanta. We in Atlanta. He got he's a guest actor. Atlanta? Oh, he's a guest actor. He's gonna be of course always comedy because okay. even though he can say a lot of serious stuff and some real stuff, he's still one of the best. Comedians and I, uh, of our time, he is a uh, he's All a right. walking legend. So you know, guys, uh, pay attention to that. Cat Williams in Atlanta. We got Tiffany Haddish on Saturday Night Live. We got Ron Severs Jones on This Is Us. So there's a couple things going on, and don't forget to visit the Drag Race. There's Drag Race going on with RuPaul, but also, uh, I mean, we got everybody out there. It's gonna be major. It's gonna be major. Okay. So other than the Emmys, what else is happening? We got um oh uh, author what's his name Arthur Mitchell 
founder of the Dance Theater of Harlem. I did see something where he passed away this week. Oh, the Mitchell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, it's so crazy. He died. Look, look, rest in peace. Hey, look. Yes, rest in peace. He died. That it. man was miraculous, and what he did. This guy, I mean, he showed he. You got to do your research, but he had a lot of. Yeah, definitely look him up. He had a lot of influence on. We don't have a lot of time to go into his. Yeah, background. yeah. He showed a lot of love. Black dancers. Yeah, for black dancers, he was a he was a. That was Dance Theater Harlem, right? Yeah, yeah. He was he was a big guy. He, yeah, he was a big guy. Definitely look. Charismatic, up. you know, uh, with the New York City Ballet back in the 1950s and 60s. I mean, yeah. he was he was, he was the he founder director of the groundbreaking Dance Theater of Harlem. You know, uh, he just recently died Wednesday in Manhattan. He was 84 years old, but hmm. a lot of times, like you can't you can't dis you can't. Disrespect or disappear legacy, you know. Uh, yeah. A lot of times things happen. Well, rest in you know? peace, brother Mitchell. You did your thing, put your mark on history. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he, he had some hearts. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, he lived in Manhattan. You know, uh, he had a niece that was you know, big time. I mean, we can go into it, but you know, uh, rest in peace, uh, Arthur Mitchell. You okay. know, uh, got a four years old. Uh, and you had something on Kiss, right? The he band was born, yeah, he was born in Harlem, March 27, 1934. I just want y'all to, you know, uh, give him his time and yeah. everything like that because he was a major guy. Uh, but Kiss, oh, what we got? Wow. He finally let it go. <laughs> they let it go, huh? He finally let it go. He oh, announces the final. It, this is it. The final, the the final, the uh, the creme de la creme, the uh, 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 what else can you say to a finale? They going. This is their final tour, right? This is it. Okay. This is it. Well, for all the Kiss fans, you know, this is it. Uh, when they say that uh, this is for all the marbles, this is for this all is the marbles. There's there's no marble that can be uncounted. You know, uh, this is the end of the road. Right. At the end of the road. Yeah. The, last, the last needle to the haystack. It's cuckoo. They the, last, the last button to the block. Okay. The last tie to the shoelace. Really? I'm just, All right. You know, I, I just well, to get an idea. We're running, we're running up against the clock. All right. Well, so if you're into Kiss, better catch them on their farewell tour because they said this is it. It's the last trip. The end of the road tour with the. Uh, Pyrotechnics field performance in Detroit Rock City. You know, uh, America's Got Talent finale. They, I mean, this is it. Uh, they started on social media. It was all over social media, by the way. We just announced the one last kiss into the road. This is on social media. Uh, by the way, we just announced the one last kiss end of the road world tour. Frontman Gene Simmons wrote on Instagram. He's, it has been an amazing journey with you all. We could... We cannot leave without saying goodbye. Okay. This show will have the most explosion, the most hits, and be the loudest. So, I mean, it, pretty much they turn it up. They about to go crazy. But they going to blow up everything. I mean, it's going to be fire for no reason. It's going to be, you know, uh, okay. explosions, fireworks, everything like that. Everything is good to well, go. Look, while you're on the topic of KISS, let's get uh, go back over to Papa Didi and tell the people about the KISS it list. Because uh, we got to hit that real quick. Because we about to get up out of here. Papa Didi, what is the Kiss It List? Kiss It List is a list of people that show their ass 
That's right. When we put them on blast. That's their whole ass, though. Like, both cheeks. Left hand, right, right? Both cheeks, the crease, and everything in between. Uh-huh. I saw the whole crack. Well, I got a few yeah. names, so I'm going to hit mine first. I got Trump for asking why the Kavanaugh accuser did not call the FBI over 30 years ago when the assault happened. We got the GOP for pressuring the accuser of Kavanaugh for uh, trying to get her to respond based on their timeline. Uh, The Newark, New Jersey ex-sheriff and his cronies were being caught on tape saying racist stuff. All the people who disrespectfully pose at Bally's Hindu temples, they say, cut it out. Y'all need to stop that stuff. You know you're wrong. People that rape children, people that rape adults, people that rape anything else that's living, you're on the kissing list. The man that called the cops on a black woman that was trying to get votes, you're on the kissing list. Republicans in Texas were putting an insensitive Hindu ad out trying to get votes. I mean, disrespecting a Hindu god. What were y'all thinking? Trump again for continuing the state lies in his rallies. And a Yandy website for creating a sexy version of a costume from The Handmaid's Tale. Anybody who ever watched that show, you know that show is about oppressing women in the future. It's a crazy show. Why would you come up with a sexy version of what they wear in that show? Y'all tripping. They eventually took it down because people were losing their minds saying, what the freak? So y'all are on the kissing list. Also, we have uh, the deputies who uh, let those two women drown in Conway. The Australian papers and the Australian, Australian football players. For racist behavior We have uh, Kevin Morrell And Cameron Jazerski For the Ponzi scheme In Townsend, Maryland Lamar Scott For finally confessing to murder Wow And uh, the scientist John Hopkins For giving ecstasy to those octopuses Is there anybody yeah, else We need crazy. to put on the list Yeah that was crazy Anybody else Going once? Uh, Going twice? Yeah, I hate when I'm on a time limit. Uh, but I got a couple. But as of now, I mean, uh, okay, I like the ones up. that we Yeah, I like the ones that we got. All right. Well, we're going to give them a special gift for everybody on the kissing list. Kiss my empire Welcome back to the Time Party. One of those Didi here with uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And to them, Vakello, we got uh, Mr. Lowe. Cheers, Mr. Lowe. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just coming to you live. Ain't no surprise. You better open up your eyes. You understand me? Well, it's time for the last word. And I did skip over the cocktail of the week, which is called the Retox. 
So if you want to know what's in a retox, which is what we're drinking tonight, go to our website tomorrow and throughout the week, and you can find out what is in the retox. You definitely want to check that out. So it's the last word, Papa Didi. Uh, what's your last word tonight? My last word is that it's a year anniversary of a <clears throat> black gentleman that was killed over in um, in Greece. By the Croatian men that uh, got together and all beat him to death. His trial is coming up, and his parents flew over to Greece to attend the trial. Like 20 people attacked him and just beat him to death. And, Damn. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. So, uh, oh, that I saw that video. Miss wish, wish him, uh, him, and his family uh, that they get justice over there. Although it's hard, it all started with a woman in a bar. He was talking to her, and they came up and said, "Once he talked to some Croatian guys, and they." Disaster. Yeah, they're like, why are you talking to this black man? Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Crazy. Wow, that's crazy. Well, I just wanted to say um, shout out to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Today is, what anniversary is this for September? 40? 40 years. 40th anniversary for the song, Do You Remember? The 21st night of September. So I want to say shout out to Maurice White. And Earth, Wind, and Fire for that. Also, shout out to Puerto Rico. Our hearts and our thoughts are with you. One year after Hurricane Maria. Also, shout out to Eric. Happy birthday to Eric from Quiet on the Set. And uh, thanks for hanging with us tonight. I'm going to go over to you, Mr. Lowe. What's your last word? Uh, You know, at the end of the day, man, you know. Everybody's always giving a pair of sandals, but everybody always can't walk the beat. And that's one of those things that you got to listen to and understand. And, and uh, it is what it is. You know, uh, we went through a couple topics tonight, and we don't want to do too much. And we just want to put a little bit in your mind and uh, put a little bit of time that we had. You know, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. And then uh, basically, if there's any questions or type of uh, things that you want to discuss or debate or anything like that, then let us know. You know, you know the number. Call us on. But uh, other than that, you know, uh, dog is out, you know. The dog is out. All right. Also, I want to say shout-out to the Huff family on the loss of Mrs. Huff. She passed away this week. She is a very, very important member of the D.C. community in the politics and all and You know, uh, so sorry that she passed this week. So our condolences to the Huff family and all of her friends and associates. Yes. We're thinking of you. Yeah. Um, That's all we have. So thanks for hanging with us this week. Thanks, Mr. Lowe, for sitting in with us this week. It's always a pleasure when you come come into the studio Uh, and hang out with us. Yeah, we appreciate that. Thanks for the cocktails this week for the retops. That's right. All right, we're going to say goodnight. Say goodnight, Papa. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Mr. Love. Hey, it's a low dog coming to you live, baby. It's on the surprise. You know, you better open up your eyes. This is the end of the night. All right, and shout out to Legend. And we're out. We're done. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetsi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana.
I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.